0: I wonder, have you ever used a drinks machine? You know, uh, one of those machines that offers you a, a selection of drinks uh, in exchange for a few coins. Now, I know I'm a bit daft and it sounds a bit silly, but I can't help but wonder if a drinks machine doesn't answer some of our perplexities about prayer. Just think about it. We put the correct change in the machine. We make our selection and we get what we want. So we offer the coins of our needs, our beliefs, our petitions, our intercessions, our requests. We tell God what we want and we expect to get the answer in return. And that works fine, until it doesn't. Drinks machines are great until they swallow up your money, but give you nothing out the bottom. Or they give you seven up when you actually wanted Diet Coke or something else. And what do we do then? How do we respond? We hit the button again and again and again. And we get mad and we get cross. And if you're anything like me, you kick the machine. And then perhaps you try and shake it from backwards and forwards. We did our part. We expect the machine to do its part. And it's not so different with prayer. If We don't seem to get what we want. Some people get angry. Some people feel hurt. Some perhaps feel betrayed. Some people sadly lose their faith. Some people have a real strop. And I have even known people who have left the church because of it. You know, over my uh, years of ministry, I can't think of anybody who's actually come up to me and said, you know, my prayers were answered. Do you know something? I received exactly what I wanted. Rather, they want to know why they didn't get what they asked for. Why they searched but didn't find. Why they knocked but the door didn't appear to open. Now, in truth, we don't know why. Some prayers seem to be answered and others seem to go unanswered. I haven't got any good reasons, answers or explanations But over the years, I've certainly heard a few, and I expect you have too. Oh, you didn't pray hard enough. You didn't have enough faith. It wasn't a Sunday. You weren't in church. You didn't ask for the right thing. Yes, you had your fingers crossed. Yeah, there's loads of them, and my friends that's nothing but an attempt to bolster a drinks machine understanding of prayer. We have to let all of that go. It hurts and it perverts who, what and how God is. And when I hear those kinds of explanations or excuses... I can't help but think and remember of another man who was praying on a Thursday night in a garden called Gethsemane and he prayed with words and sweat and blood. Please, please, please Father, he pleaded. They crucified him the following day. I don't understand how prayer works. But I know this, it's not a mechanical process. It's not a transaction. It's not a transmission of information to God. Some years ago, a theological student wrote a thesis and it asked the question, what is prayer? And he wrote, prayer is a concurrent two-way interchange between the disciple and God. As we offer God our thanksgiving, our adoration, our praise, our concerns, our dilemmas, so God simultaneously responds with direction and wisdom, with grace and with blessings. And that's as true today as the day I wrote it. The difficulty comes so often in listening. And understanding that which comes from God. And in the midst of not knowing or understanding, maybe the best thing we can do is echo the words of the disciples that we heard from in our reading, who said, Lord, please teach us how to pray. And Jesus' response to the disciples isn't an explanation of prayer or indeed how it works. He doesn't offer a formula or a set of magic words. He doesn't give us the correct change for the drinks machine. Instead, Jesus teaches about who and how God is. When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us their sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And please don't bring us to a time of trial. God is holy. And we are his children. His sons and daughters. That's a given. That's a reality. And before we open our mouths, before we utter a word in prayer, before we put the coins in and make our selection, God already knows for the relationship between us as a parent and a child already exists and prayer is simply about relationship we're not telling God something he doesn't already know he doesn't nod his head in approval as we give him our requests You know, God hasn't got a a checklist and a tick them off as we give them to him. We are his children. And he watches over us like children. And just as it's not wise to give children everything they ask for, God, who is all-knowing, patient and kind as we seek him through prayer, knows our needs before we come to him before we kneel before him. And that relationship means that our lives, our existence, our very being comes from God. You know, we're too often convinced that we are, or we must be, independent or self-sufficient. But, you know, prayer reminds us that we are exactly the opposite we are unself sufficient We may ask for daily bread. That doesn't mean that we're deficient, but that our sufficiency comes not from ourselves, but from God. It means that God sustains us and nourishes our lives. Another way of talking about relationship and presence with God and with one another. And if prayer, as Jesus teaches us, really is all about relationship and presence, then there is only one answer to every prayer, and that answer is God. It's not just that God answers our prayers, but rather that God is the answer God's presence, life, love, beauty, generosity, compassion, forgiveness, wisdom, justice, mercy. God gives himself as the answer to every prayer, to every need. Jesus tells us that. If you, he says, know how to give good things, how much more will your heavenly Father give through the wonder of the Holy Spirit? Perhaps the greatest difficulty of prayer is that sometimes we just want to offer our coins and push a button. We don't want God. Rather, we want something from God. We want God to change our circumstances. And, you know, while God can and sometimes does change things, more often than not... God changes us. God's self-giving sustains, nourishes, strengthens, empowers, emboldens and enables us to face the circumstances of life. I wonder, has anybody had a perfect life? No? Well, that's interesting. Has anybody had a good life? Anybody had a rotten life? Yeah, dodgy in places. Yeah. There's times when we go up the hill and it's wonderful. And times when we're down the bottom, aren't there? There's times when life's good and wonderful and the sun's shining. And other times you wish you'd take an umbrella out. There's times when we have reason to be joyful. Wow, there's a wedding coming soon in the church. Are we looking forward to it? yeah the bride's not that will be a joyous time a time of celebration a time when we rejoice in the richness and wonder of God's love and it's all going to be mills and Boom perfect forever and if you think that you're more stupid than I am because life has ups and downs there's good times there's bad times times of joy and gratitude, times of pain and loss. But all of those times, on each and every occasion, God is there. God is listening, listening to our prayers, our thoughts, our petitions, and responding and guiding and directing. The problem is that so very often we don't listen And so very often, we turn our back upon him. My uh, late grandparents loved each other to bits, but my grandfather was very, very deaf. At least that's what he told my grandmother. (laughs) And she knew full well. And there were times when he just didn't respond. Oh, he'd heard... God always responds. Always. We need to always listen. We need to always have our ears, our hearts and our minds open in order that we may know his loving direction and wisdom in our lives as individuals and certainly in our lives in the fellowship of the church. You know, the great commentator William Barclay wrote, When you pray, remember, the love of God wants the best for you. The wisdom of God knows what's best for you. And the power of God, the Holy Spirit, will help accomplish what's best for you. What we need to do is pray more and more and more and more continuously and listen more and more continuously. For when we do, then God will enrich and bless us continuously. For which we prayerfully cry aloud, thanks be to God. Amen.